and welcome back to the Pint of Politics podcast. This is episode number 47. We are creeping ever closer to that beautiful 50 mark. Half a half a century of episodes. We'll get there before the end of the year. Um, I'm joined once again by Liam. How you doing, mate? Yeah, very, very well. Very uh, refreshed and relaxed after a few days in Cyprus. Ready to uh, raring to go, mate. Get back into it. How was it, mate? Was it was it was it still like quite warm, even though oh, it's November? Was that, that 28 degrees, mate? It was Whoa. spot on. Very, spot very on. nice. Yeah, it's good. Nice one. Uh, we've also got guests today. No Sam. Um, no Joel either. Shock. Um, but we've got we've got Stuart on my cousin. He's been on. This must be what your third or fourth appearance now, mate. Yeah, I think it's my. Yeah, probably about fourth now, I think, yeah. So How are you doing? You all right? Few... Yeah, not bad, thanks, yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Also, just come back refreshed from a few days away. I was in yeah. Budapest last week, yeah. Yeah, a few days in Budapest following the hoops. Yeah, yeah, didn't get it in the ground, but yeah, still went anyway. Was it freezing? Oh. Uh, it was all right, actually. It was pretty warm. Uh, it was quite rainy, but yeah, it's quite warm. Not bad, not bad. Not, not much different to... Uh, to... Oh, voice break. Not much different to British weather, there, to be fair. Um yeah. What has everyone? What has everyone got to drink? Sure, have you got? Have you got a drink? I, I did get uh, you in late notice. To be fair, so you did, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. If you if you just done a water. Nah, I've got a little can of Heineken for me today. Not bad, not bad. Good shout. What about yourself, Liam? I've gone for a bottle of Asahi. This is actually my favourite lager. So yeah, I do like that. To be fair, it's the Japanese one, isn't it? Mm, it's lovely. Very, very nice lager. That uh, that can be the beer of the episode, I think, because. Um, because I don't, because I've got an old moot cider, which I think I've had before. But I, I was in the, I basically, I was in the pub earlier with a, with an old mate and um, I just had a couple of ales and I was like, I don't, I want something that tastes nice. Um, so yeah, I'm on the kiwi and lime old moot, which is, it's quite nice. But I think we've had old moot probably before. Um, <clears throat> right. Let's get into the bulk of it. We haven't, we haven't done a proper episode as in, you know, going through, you know, the content of weeks for, for a few weeks now. Um, the first thing I, I want to talk about was the the whole Owen Patterson saga. So for those who don't know, for those listeners who are maybe not, not sure about what's happened there, you might have seen it in the news, but maybe not really registered it. So Owen Patterson, an MP, Conservative MP, uh, basically accepting money, from from companies and when i say money we mean a lot a lot of money i can't remember how much it was specifically i probably should know that but accepting a lot of money from big businesses um you know in exchange for basically uh, pushing their interests in 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 parliament now obviously he uh it came out came out in the news and he got in a bit of trouble for this but Conservative MPs simply voted not to suspend him uh, as he should have been for breaking, breaking, you know, the, the code of conduct of Parliament. And they actually decided that they're going to change the, the, the code of conduct um, to suit him. It's, it's pretty unbelievable, really. They're just literally, literally making up the rules as they go along. Um, what do you think about this, Liam? Is this a sort of return... As a lot of people are saying to uh, to the, the days of you know Tory sleaze, you know the kind of thing we saw under like John Major in the nineties and MPs sort of do as I say, not as I do, that kind of thing. Returned to it long before this incident. It's been re- it's returned to it since well since this government got in. To be honest, has it ever gone away? 
Yeah, never really. To be honest, right, one of my mates who's a Tory, I had this conversation with him recently and he was like, yeah, but Labour were doing it under Tony Blair. Like there, there was MPs doing it. And I take that point on board. Yes, MPs in general are crooked, but none as crooked and corrupt as the Conservative Party. Um, they're just renowned for this. And to be honest, I'm sick of even having this conversation with people because people just don't care. Like, And it's, it's crazy because they're just fucking us in the arse on a daily basis and no one seems to care about it. So I'm, I'm done with arguing with imbeciles about this. Um, the only reason I'm entertaining this conversation is purely for the podcast because I'm just that sick of trying to point this out to people who would rather just blame foreign people for the problems rather than <laughs> see that the issue is slap bang in your face, which is the, the government at home. I'm just done with arguing about it. It's just an absolute disgrace that this is allowed to go on. And yeah, my, my resounding comment for this is that the majority of this population of this country are just fucking morons. I mean, as a fair analysis. Um, sure, what do you think? Do you think sort of this thing doesn't really get as heavily scrutinised as it should because people, and when I say people, I mean the sort of general public and the electorate, do you think they're resigned to the fact that, you know, politicians are dodgy? Because what I can remember for as, as long as I've sort of been, you know, alive and whenever politics or politicians get brought up, the, the typical argument is, oh, they're all the bloody same, you know, they're all a bunch of bastards, they're all, you know, all corrupt, all this, all that. And even now when I tell people I'm doing politics, one of the comments I get quite a lot is, oh, that's just a degree where they teach you how to lie and stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? There's de- there's definitely this sort of level of perception. Do you think that's part of the problem in the sense that, that like we, we, we're not holding MPs to account as much as we should because we're just like, oh, this is what they do. Like, we just accept it. Yeah, I, I think all this is is just latest in a series of it's just what MPs do. And, you know, there's there's a lot of political apathy as it is. And all this does is just grows to the apathy. And a lot of people just don't care, to be honest. Um, you know, even before today, when you said to me about coming on the podcast, I only sort of like vaguely seen the story, but I didn't actually know a lot about it you know, through my own ignorance, but that's the general population as well. Like, we all are quite ignorant about what goes on because we just don't care. And I think when we've seen a lot of what the um, what the government have done over uh, so the time of being in power, they, they just they do things to get away with it, and, and they can time and time again. Um, you know, I don't want to dwell on, on COVID and that, but it's, it's the biggest recent example of policies that have come in and they're just getting away with doing what they want and they know that the public just bow down to them and we would do as they say basically so you know whatever happens now um with this latest saga of owen patterson um no one's really gonna care that much to be honest yeah well i mean he, he has actually resigned um yeah. now to be fair um i probably should have added that to my explanation of the of events um but yeah, I, I think 100%. I agree with sort of both both of your points there, in the sense that people just don't care. People don't have you know enough. I, I guess, and that's the way. That's why the Conservatives have been able to get away with this, with literally so so blatantly bending the rules to suit them and their and their um, their party and that one of their MPs. They've literally done this. They've not even hidden it. They, you know what I mean? They've just done it. And 
they're that confident that no one's going to say anything because, and again, like you say, the, the majority of the public just don't give a shit. It's apathy for one. So many people don't care about politics. And to be honest, I, I don't really blame them. Um, it's, it's not an, one, it's not, it's not an inch. Well, I find it interesting because I study as a degree, but I'm a, I'm a, you know, unique example, I guess. Um, for the majority of people, it's not interesting too. And a lot of people just have, you know, a negative perception of politicians anyway. So that when they see it, when they hear a story about, oh, there's another politician being corrupt, you know, lying, doing something that you shouldn't be doing, they just go, oh, you know, typical. They don't, they don't have any desire to hold politicians to a higher level of scrutiny or actually, you know, try and make sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again. These are elected representatives and going away, even just from the whole thing about the Conservative Party changing the rules to suit them, which is obviously, it goes about saying it's completely, completely anti-democratic. Um, the whole the whole thing, you know, Owen Patterson, he's, he's, he's an elected representative. Um, you know, I don't know what constituency he represents, but he represents a constituency. He should be standing up for the interests of those people um, and and not getting his pockets lined by these big corporations. You know, there's got to be some sort of integrity here as, as a politician. And I just feel that there really isn't any more. I, I, I can't name that many politicians. And I don't know whether I'm just getting sucked into the, the general consensus on, on politicians, but I can't name that many who I would genuinely say have a strong like moral compass and stick to that and will be absolutely, you know, rigid in their stance in the fact that they, they will stand by their morals. I mean, can you think of anyone, Liam? Any two. I'll give Go you on. two. One I know them. I know one of them who you're gonna give. Jeremy probably, I, I, Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. I wasn't I wouldn't have said you'd have picked him, but yeah. hundred percent Jeremy Corbyn and he look what happened to him, he was vilified in the media for being yeah, a terrorist. That's true. He, uh, he's the prime example for me. He um, he was the one that actually gave a shit about the working class people and actually cared, and he was vilified. The other one, you probably have to go, she's young, like I bang on about a lot, but Zara Sultan has got to be one for me, that I'd say. Um, but going back to your point of what you said about that he's resigned, it doesn't fucking matter. He has, Yeah, he has resigned, but he's going to go and get some fancy job for one of these pricks that he's been putting on for the past few years. He's set now. It doesn't matter that he's lobbied all this bullshit in the country. He's set now. He's sorted. There's got to be more scrutiny involved for these politicians who are found to be cor corrupt. If you were caught, basically, I mean, I saw this tweet before I was finding it then. Someone someone summed it up perfectly. It's quite simple. Patterson was paid by Randox. Patterson then secured COVID contracts for Randox worth millions. Randox sponsored Grand National Aintree, where Patterson's wife was the chairman. This is all just a small part of the corruption that's taking place. And someone responded saying, Patterson's wife, Rose, was also at one time on the board of the Jock Club alongside Dido Hardin. Remember her? When you see who was at the top at Circo, it becomes less surprising that they were awarded the Test and Trace fiasco. It's, the whole thing is just so corrupt. And if politicians, right, if you are caught doing, doing this... There should be serious repercussions for it. I'm talking prison time. I'm talking huge fines for, for you and any family member that's been caught. But it's just like, oh, yeah, just, yeah, we'll, we'll sweep it under the carpet. He resigns. It's fine. It's gone. It's not gone because he's going to go and get some top dollar job now and get paid a fortune. Probably probably go work for Randox or some of these other twats that, have, that he's been sorting out. It, it's, 
they're, they're not bothered. They're not bothered. Even if, like, that's why they're so blatant about doing it in your face and in the general public's face. Now, one, because like you say, people don't care. And two, even if they do get caught, they don't care. Because if they're, if they're forced to resign or whatever else, they get sacked. They're just going to go and get paid top whack somewhere else anyway. So it doesn't make any difference to them whether they get caught or not. They might as well do it. They might as well go and be as corrupt as they fucking want. Because if they get caught, it doesn't mean anything. It's the whole system is completely wrong and he's turning upside down. Yeah. That's the thing as well. Because you think about like some of the figures put on it, you think basic MP salary is what 18 grand a year. And that just just for being an MP. And you know, for those that are part of the cabinet, that's over a hundred thousand a year. Just for the basic MP's job that they're doing. And you think, you know, on top of that, some of these um, second jobs they're getting, uh, so, I can't remember, but somebody who's a, a lawyer, who was, was a lawyer before politics, still does it now. And he's getting up to 400,000 a year on top of his 80 grand MP salary. So you think, you know, if they get caught being openly corrupt, it means nothing to them you know, because they've still got these second jobs where they're getting well over the, the average salaries, you, well, you, as, just as you would as an MP anyway. But... You know, it, it's just ridiculous money that's involved. And it just comes down to greediness in the day. That's all it is. You know, you, you've got in, you become a politician. And I'm pretty sure that most politicians go into it with the right intentions. But as soon as they see what money's on offer and what, they, what they've done before, they can bring into it and still carry on doing that, you know, like consultancy work and that sort of thing. Then, you know, you're going to be turned by that, by that, um, that corruption that's on offer to you. And it just happens, and it's but it happens so openly that we don't care, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Do do you, do you think the answer is stricter punishment as well? Would you say that's that would probably be a way of deterring it? I mean, in theory, yeah, but would it happen? Uh, probably never would. So. Well, the people, the people who need to pass the laws are the people who would benefit from the laws not being there. So well, exactly, exactly. So you're just going around in a circle, and, and the corruption will just remain as it is. Yeah. Well, about that dick the other day as well. It was like the reason that it happens is because MPs aren't paid well enough, and it's yeah. like these same these same MPs, right? are the ones who said, oh, we're not getting paid enough on their 82 grand a year or whatever they're on, are the same people who are stripping £20 off the bottom people at the bottom of the ring who literally can't afford to feed the kids. If 82 grand a year isn't enough to keep you in check, how the fuck can these knobs at the bottom who can't afford to feed the kids, like, and then they're like, oh, benefit fraud and all this. Some dick gets an extra 50 quid a week from benefit fraud or whatever. And that's the problem that everyone gets angry about. When these Tory MPs at the top are getting hundreds of thousands a year, on top of what they already do out of blatant corruption, that it doesn't matter. Like it just, mm. this argument will just, yeah, like, like I said, I'm sick of talking about it because especially with, like this going off topic a little bit, but you get TV shows like Benefit Street and all that and it rouses all the fucking gammon up saying, oh, I've got to go out and work while they're sat on their arse doing this. Yeah, you've got to go out and work. That guy's getting an extra, what, 50, 100 quid a week. Yes, it is irritating because these scumbags are just like basically... Um, ripping the system off as well but it's a drop in the ocean compared to what is actually going on at the top the amount of money that's being siphoned out of the system by the elite is so much more than some prick down the road who can't be asked going and doing a few hours in a shop you know what I mean it's just yeah. people are getting angry at the wrong people all the time and the Tories love it because you're ignoring this blatant corruption at the top over some idiot down the road trying to rip off a few extra benefits or whatever it's just it will never cease to amaze me how people can be so angry at something so minuscule compared to 
something huge that's going on on a daily, weekly, yearly basis with this government. And not only that, it'll anger people enough to, they'll go and vote for these people out of anger towards the bottom ring. And it's like, how can you get so angry about something so minuscule? And it's like, I know, we'll show these dicks at the bottom by voting in these people at the top who, who are lobbying hundreds of thousands, if not millions a year out of the taxpayer. It's, it's just so stupid. It's just completely idiotic to me. It's like turkeys voting for Christmas. Literally, and like that's that's the best way of describing it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, anything more to anything more to add on that on that, gents? Um, what, what more can you say, really? I think yeah. we've. I, I don't think. It. I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's much more. It's pretty yeah. black and white, isn't it? No one cares. That, the last thing to add is just that no one gives a shit anyway. So <laughs> yeah. completely pointless me saying any of this. I'll just Absolutely. edit. I'll just edit this entire bit out. To be honest, yeah, probably have the same well, impact. You might as well, mate. We might as well have come on the podcast and started speaking about. How many socks I've washed this week? Because no how one. Many, how many have you washed? Um, probably none. I'm a dirty northern bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but you know what I'm saying. Like, there's just literally no point even discussing this. Like, yeah. I just yeah. get so angry about it all the time that I've just I I've got to the point where I am apathetic about this argument now because yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know what, you lot, just do what you fucking want. Get angry at whoever you want. I'm past caring as long as I know what's what, and all you lot can think what you want. That's that's basically my thought on it now. Fucking. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we'll move on to the tweet of the week. Um, Stuart, have you got? Have you got anything up your sleeve for us? I have. Yeah. Yeah. What have you got? What have you got? So this is from an account called The Secret Tory on Twitter, uh, and it is Tom Robinson to chair external racism inquiry at Yorkshire County Cricket Club. Sorry. Tommy Robinson to chair external racism inquiry at Yorkshire County Cricket Club. As in actual Tommy Robinson or just someone called Tommy Robinson? It's a parody. Oh, it's a parody account. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. I should have said, sir. I should have said. <laughs> yeah, Basically, I was yeah, going to say. The whole, um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the whole Yorkshire. Uh, yeah, they've, they've been in very hot water recently. Um, yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, Liam, what have you got? What have you got for us? Just go back to that. Do you, have you actually heard about the accusations that have been made regarding that cricket? Are we talking about this in, de- in depth tonight? Or is it just... uh, no, go for it. Uh, yeah, so fucking hell. It's actually mental what's going on with that guy. So they were all like... Um, I think I read somewhere that they like... Some of the players were like fucking... I don't know, was it either prostitutes or someone? Like, they, were, they were sleeping with, with women anyway in the changing rooms. And they used that player's prayer mat to wipe up the mess from it. Mm. And like... It's That's just so fucked, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's completely mad. Like that. Like obviously, I'm not religious, so I could never understand quite how offensive that would be to someone like that because I can't put myself in his shoes. But I can definitely, certainly, I can empathise with it. And for like religious people I've met, especially Muslims, they are so devout in their belief. Can you imagine how disgusted you'd be if someone did that? Like, yeah. and not only that, that it's just been no one again. No one cares about it. It's, yeah. I feel sorry for the guy and he's fighting a losing battle because I think they're, they're probably just going to end up getting away with it. Uh, yeah, like it's, that that is very, very fucked up. I'd encourage people to to read a bit about that because it is... I, I remember, I think I just had like the new, local news on because obviously it's Yorkshire. I think I just had the local news on one night and saw about it and I was like, what What on earth? How is... a small thing on that as well. Uh, there's a lad that I know from Milton Keynes. Um, he's English, English lad, you know, Asian heritage. And he said he's only ever been racially abused uh, twice in his life, and both times were in Yorkshire. So, oh really? Whether it's something to do with the with the county or what? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 
to be honest, I think that might be a bit of a coincidence. The majority of people that I've met from Yorkshire are usually pretty bang on. It's quite a, like a hot, especially places like Bradford, they're quite high Asian populated areas. Yeah, I was going to say, a lot of these places are quite multicultural. Yeah, like I feel I feel like that guy's probably just had a bad perception of people from Yorkshire. Uh, as far, as yeah. far as counties go, I feel like Yorkshire's one of the, the better ones in terms of like racial awareness and mm. culturalism, really. Going yeah. Tweet of the week. <laughs> tweet of the week. Um, I've right. got I've got quite a few tweet of the weeks, to be honest, because it's just been a. I keep seeing tweets, and we haven't done a proper episode in about two or three weeks. Um, I just keep seeing tweets. I keep thinking I've got to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that one. Um, so uh, one tweet that I saw was a video like from the news, um, and it was basically the government's strategy to deal with the HGV drivers shortage. Um, I think you might have sent me this, Liam, or, or one way or another. Um, and basically, that you know, they, they, they realise they've got a shortage, so they're using ex-convicts uh, to, like, compensate for the HGV driver shortage. And this, they were talking about this one guy in particular who's, you know, was in prison um, for an offence. Uh, he's now been drafted into help with the HGV driver crisis. Uh, his offence was smuggling drugs using a lorry. So <laughs> I just, you honestly couldn't write it, could you? It's so poetic. Um, another one I saw, do you guys know who Tom Harwood is? Yeah. The GB News guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was upset this week um, because he essentially got, in his words, in his words, got refused entry from Firewater, which is a club in Glasgow. Um, is it was it called Firewater? Uh, I can't remember. It's something like that. Um, yeah, he got basically refused entry from that club because um, because he was English, apparently, because of his English accent. That's what. That's what they said. Um, and then I saw them, Firewater, the club, put something up like, oh, where was it? Oh, yeah, it was this. Um, the night after, we're open 6pm till 3am and it's free, free club entry all night, £2.50 drink promos. See you on the dance floor unless you're Tom Harwood. Um, <laughs> and all the replies to like Tom Harwood's original tweet where people just being like, well, I'm English and I'm in Firewater right now. Like, <laughs> you're just a dick. Um, on the topic of banning twats from venues, hospitality venues, Tommy Robinson in our very own town of Milton Keynes, a video I saw of him last week, um, he essentially, he was in a restaurant, it's a new restaurant open, it's like a sports bar kind of restaurant in Milton Keynes called Winkings. Um, and there's a video of him, basically they refused to serve him. Um, and he was filming himself, which ironically, I don't know why he does that all the time because he just makes himself look like more of a twat. Um, he was filming himself uh, and claiming that it was discrimination, uh, which I find painfully ironic from somebody who vilifies Muslims for every single terrorist attack that ever happens and is an overt racist. Um, I think that's the very pinnacle of people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Um so yeah, that I quite enjoyed that. Um, Mike Graham on Talk Radio had a debate with an insulate Britain protester in which Mike Graham claimed that you can grow concrete. 
Um, I quite enjoyed that. And then witlessly tried to fight back against it on Twitter afterwards. But I think the damage was very much already done. Um, um, that one as well as he was trying to make the insolent Britain guy look like a bell end. And he made himself look like an absolute clampet. And the thing is as well, the, the, the sort of reception that Insulate Britain have had across the country is not of a positive one. So if you've managed to go into an argument with an Insulate Britain supporter or member or whatever and made yourself look like a twat, that's kind of, that's got to be some form of own goal, that Jesus Christ. I think that's pretty specialist, to be fair. Like, he genuinely yeah. like was posting it all over his socials, being like, ha, ah, well, look at this, I completely own this horrible liberal, you know what I mean? He fully thought it was like, oh, I've, I've done something here. And it was... Yeah, I just I thought that was very very funny. Um, I'm trying to find the other tweet of the week that I've got because that is probably the up there. It's probably the best one that I've seen in a while. Um, and even for, oh, I ago found it. So basically, this girl and I've done some genuine research into this. She's actually like re- a real person. Like it's, she's actually just been mugged off. She's moved over to the UK from Australia. And I think she asked people in her DMs or whatever or in her Instagram comments to give her recommendations of things to do in the UK. Um, So she's put together a UK bucket list and she uploaded this to her Instagram, right? Um, You might have already seen it because it did do the rounds on Twitter quite a few times. But first first of all, Harry Potter world. That's fair enough. Pretty inoffensive. Secondly, tea at Buckingham Palace. Not sure they offer a tea service with the queen, but I mean, maybe they do. Um, coach trip to Birmingham Primark. I, I mean, why the coach for one? And also Primark's literally everywhere. I don't know if the one in Birmingham something special, but there you go. Um, uh? Five story Primark. Is it five stories, is it? Something like that, yeah, yeah. It's got a beauty salon and nail bar and that sort the one, of thing. The one in Milton Keynes has got that, though, hasn't it? It has now, yeah. 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 It's not five stories. So. Oh, disappointing. Right, okay, there you go. So Birmingham's got the premier Primark. Uh, next on the list, Weatherspoon's cocktails with the girls. I mean, there are infinitely... There's an infinite list of better places to go for cocktails and Weatherspoon's than their watered-down pitchers of, full of ice. Um Go to Scotland and drink Iron Brew. I mean, okay, it's not that bad, to be fair. Go to Ireland and drink a lager. On a UK bucket list, she's included the Republic of Ireland. Let's hope she checks underneath her car next time she goes to drive somewhere. Um, Also, Ireland lager. Ireland and Guinness, surely. Um, This one I quite liked. Go Wales and blank. So she wants to go to Wales, but she doesn't know what for. So she just left it blank. Um, I think it's quite ironic considering she's managed to find a reason to go to Bradford. Reason being romantic weekend in Bradford. Um, I've been to Bradford. I can tell you there's not really a romantic weekend in uh, in Bradford to be had, I don't think. Um, make friends with chavs. Someone's told her the word. She's not Googled it. She doesn't know who chavs are or what they do. Um, watch soccer in Manchester. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I soccer. Visit Greg's for lunch. I don't know if she thinks it's a sit. I don't know if she thinks it's a sit down meal, but it's a good shout. Uh, that's probably the best one on there, to be honest. Um, one more for that as well. Yeah. 
Meet the Loose Women and Lorraine. I, <laughs> I th- she's just been told who these people are, I think, and just doesn't actually know who they are. Learn the sexy Scouser accent. I mean, you can learn the accent, but it's definitely not sexy. I, I would, I would. I quite, def- like it. I quite like it on a bird, me. Do you actually? Yeah, I like it on a bird. As long as it's not like. Where's your girlfriend from? Um, Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I quite like it on on a girl. To be fair, on some lads, it's all right as well. It's just when it's like that proper, proper like. Oh, yeah, so, the army so, so, here. Do you want to come yeah. down here? Like proper rum like that. That's yeah. when it's a bit rough. But to be fair, I go I go Liverpool quite a lot and. Um, I quite like the accent, mate. A, I don't a soft that. one's all right, but the yeah, proper, like, grating, like, phlegmy one is horrible. Yeah. Like yeah. Jamie Carragher. Like Jamie Carragher, yeah, like, nah, none of yeah. that. But I actually don't mind it. We've got we've got two more on this lovely bucket list. Uh, have a beach day in Blackpool. Way! Fucking, whoever put that result. Blackpool's two words as well in this bucket list, as in Blackpool. Oh, in that case. So, and then the final one, shopping spree in B&M Bargains. I can get beyond that, to be honest. It's an absolutely beautiful shop. It's one of those minutes where you just go in and you end up buying so much pointless shit that you just don't need. Um, yeah, so there you go. That was, there's my multiple tweets of the week. It was probably nowhere near as entertaining as I found it, but there you go. We'll move on to discuss. Whoa, the, whoa, whoa. Can what? I have a tweet of the week or what? You've already had a tweet of the week? No, I haven't. Have you not? No, you dick. Oh, yeah, no, you did that little round one. I thought that was part of your tweet of the week. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I feel like you killed it now. Right, so... Oh, I know what it's going to be as well. Mine's about that gay footballer. Fair play to him, by the way. Must be hard work coming out. Very uh, masculine sport, being uh, being homosexual. So fair play to him. But Jesus Christ, he's been done dirty uh, by pink news. So footballer Josh Cavallo says he's never smiled so much after coming out. My cheeks are sore. (laughs) (laughs) He's been done dirty there. He has it. Is that a genuine news outlet as well? I didn't really look into it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I didn't know whether it was like one of those like weird parody ones who were just obviously making a joke. No, no, that they are very much like a gay news real thing. So they're also they're like an LGBT news, and they've not wow. seen the ir- irony in their own headline there. LGBT news is, is to be fair, without going too much into it, that's quite disputed. The like supporters of that, um, you know, the LGB alliance, that like anti-trans gay movement thing, and they wrote something no. like positive about Boris. Oh, to be fair, um, some of my some of the people in my Twitter echo chamber, like homosexuals, they share this quite a lot, and they're like. It's um, it's a boring and all this. They've they've been known to praise Boris Johnson in the past and stuff. Oh right. Yeah. So it's, it's disputed whether they are like pro LGBT, but Probably they not. are. They claim to be. They claim to be like a gay news thing. And um, yeah, they've done him dirty either way. There. They have. They have. Um. Right. Yeah. Now we'll talk about the John Lewis Christmas advert. So for those who haven't seen it, it came out last week, and I actually did a TikTok about this. Uh, going through some of the worst replies, which people quite liked. Um, basically, the I'll give you the general gist of the advert. It's a bit. It's it's not their best advert. Like the John Lewis adverts are usually like quite good. You know what I mean? They normally sort of tug at the heartstrings a little bit, and they make you feel a bit crispy. This one didn't really have that vibe for me. Not for any particular reason. Not for the same reason as a lot of the people in the replies. Just for the reason that I just didn't think it was that good. It's basically like an alien 
comes down and befriends um uh uh a kid and then has to go back or whatever um but the the child in question is black and the family and depicted in the advert are black uh, so as you can imagine that got its fair share of absolute weapons uh in the replies and i went i went through some of basically i'd say best but also the worst replies just because they're the most brain dead um this one christmas advert before remembrance sunday your standards are seriously dropping we'll not be shopping at john lewis uh <laughs> that's david there uh claiming the monopoly on when you can celebrate christmas um someone put aliens for fuck's sake not very christmasy must have been produced by the millennials i mean there was literally a dinosaur in one of the adverts a few years ago so apparently dinosaurs are a lot more christmasy than aliens um (laughs) maybe someone's put portraying black people as the majority population casting white people as aliens in their own country and completely ignoring the Indian and Chinese community amongst others. Did I miss anything? Yes, you're a fucking Bella and that's what you Well, missed. someone replied to him, your medication, I think. <laughs> 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 Which I quite enjoyed. But I, lo- I love how, right, he's so obviously racist. His name's Paul as well. Very racist name. Um, Sorry to any pools out there who are listening, but it just is a bit, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's like Gary, Steve, even even Terry, and my dad's called Terry. So um, he's not racist, just as a disclaimer. But anyway, it's the fact that he goes on, he goes, he's obviously, he starts it off very racist. You know what I mean? Portraying black people as the majority population. He starts it off, he's like, oh, I'm very angry about this because I'm racist. But then tries to claim and pull it back that he's not racist by pretending that he cares about the Indians and the Chinese um, not being portrayed in this advert. Um, at least they got a mention. At least they got a mention, yeah. Honourable <laughs> mention for the Indians and the Chinese. What about them? I bet they got it. Um, <laughs> so this one as well, it doesn't even make grammatical sense. I will switch off when this ridiculous and comes on. I think she meant ad comes on. Get a grip, Britain. It's uh, and then there's just a load of symbols. I don't really know what she's trying to say, what she's trying to prove or trying to point out. But I'm going to read out the symbols as they appear. Get a grip, Britain. It's an at sign hashtag and plus plus minus and 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 far too early. So a lot of ands going on there. I don't know. In her rage, she just forgot how the English language works, which is ironic because she probably hates people who doesn't know how to use the English language. So. Uh, and this one as well. What a terrible advert. John Lewis has gone all woke and political and no longer the brand that it was. What happened to the dog on the trampoline? These adverts were far more fun. So woke and political is equated to depicting a black family because um, that's so woke. There's none of them in the, in Britain. That's a very progressive out there viewpoint. Um, and the, oh, the last one was just simple, short and sweet racism. Um of course, it's a black family and the white kid is the alien. Yep. So basically just anyone with a Union Jack flag on their Twitter is just making these comments, basically. Is upset. I mean, yeah, basically. Uh, it's, But this is what I mean, though, right? Not to, We take the piss out of it. But people who say that we don't have a problem with racism in this country anymore, 
how can you read? Massively. How can you possibly read those comments and include that we don't have any issue with racism? The, one of the arguments, and this is getting into a bit more of a serious issue, I guess, but one of the arguments that I heard around like when BLM protests were happening in the UK were like, oh, the UK is not as bad as the US. I agree the UK is not as bad as the US. That's 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 true. But then people go on and say, oh, yeah, we don't have a racism problem in the UK. There's literally people who will see a Christmas advert of a child and will decide to be racist. That is that is a racism problem in this country. It's a dying problem. I do fully believe that. It's a dying problem in the sense that the people who have these opinions are going to die soon um, and there will be less of them. But we, it is a problem. And, you know, a Christmas advert... Imagine getting that annoyed about a fucking Christmas advert. It's not real. The guy was like, oh, it's a white... Of course, it's a, a black family and the alien is a white child. What? What are you talking about? It's not real. It is not... This isn't a social commentary. They're not saying, oh, John Lewis aren't, you know, finishing the advert with, and this is how we believe society should be with the black people on top and the white people below and the bottom as aliens and not even human. Like it, it just blows my mind, but it also doesn't blow my mind because my th- my first thought when I watched the advert and saw it was a black family was I'm going to go to the Twitter replies. That was my first thought because I knew there would be some absolute weapons in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's to be expected now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Every time, like to be fair, whenever I see like any of these Christmas adverts come out or any advert, um, straight away, like the first thing I think is. I can't wait to get on Twitter and see what some of these gammon are saying about it. Yeah. Like it's actually not and what going back to what you're saying about like you don't think racism like racism isn't a bigger problem in America. Yeah, I agree with that. It's nowhere near as big as America. America like is mental for it. I feel like in this country it's more underground, like people hiding behind computer screens or like they'll say it behind closed doors in like a really like sinister manner, like to each other. But it's rare that you ever actually encounter, I mean we're three white boys speaking about this. So I, I never like to like try and act as if I know the ins and outs of racism in this country because I clearly don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my experience as a white person who has friends who are multicultural, like multicultural friends from all over the place, it's very rare that I have actually experienced people being racist or even really heard people being racist to people. But I have done behind closed doors. Mm, I have yeah, heard it behind yeah. closed doors but you never hear it like that's what I mean it's more like in the background here yeah, 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 with, yeah. The, with these adverts like you, you just know out, every time without further there's just going to be like a stream of absolute muppet like why do you care yeah. like when I watch TV I'm not like oh, black people or oh, Asian but it's like it's TV yeah it's like adverts are supposed to just like I, by the way I agree the John Lewis advert this year was shit but that's besides the point um, I don't look at an advert yeah. and be like but oh, you think it was shit because it just wasn't that. Yeah, it like, was shit good. because it was you don't shit. Think, you don't think, oh, it's shit because there's a bloody black family there. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't shit because it was had like black people on it. It was shit because it was just. I thought it was just a shit advert. I mean, my missus works in advertising, and even she was like, "The John Lewis advert this year is shit." So I was like, "You fucking do it then." <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, like it, it never fails again. It just never fails to amaze me that whenever like an advert comes on, and not every single person on the entire advert is white, it means yeah. that the country is overrun by woke people and that the black people are winning. Like, like what are you even on about? <laughs> it, was like, the same, it was the so... same thing last year. It's, yeah, the it's the same every year. The it's Sainsbury's the same. advert had a black family in it and there was people crying, people going, 
this fact that these people, uh, I, I can't identify with this advert because these people aren't representative of, of me. They don't resonate with me. The Audi advert was a fucking carrot with a family <laughs> full of fucking parsnips and shit. What are you on about? Like, you weren't moaning about the fact that you don't feel represented by a carrot, like, because that's mental. But it's only these people who just want to, like, get their racist agenda out there. And on the topic of, um, you know, people hiding behind a screen doing it and the fact that it's more, like, veiled and not as overt, like, you probably wouldn't get as many people being completely outright racist, but maybe, like, make a comment behind closed doors. Only one thing that I picked up as well is that... Uh, when you said to me about the advert, like you just know it's going to be full of racist comments. It's, yeah. it's just what happens. But yeah. there's one thing I picked up and it said about how um, not only is it a black family of black kids, but if you look at it closely, you think it's a black family in the countryside who, which you don't think of as a demographic in the UK. You don't, you, you think of black, black people and black families, you know, you know, I've been, I'm being stereotypical here, but you know, predominantly you think, they're people that live in, in urban big cities. And suddenly now you, you've been you've got an advert that's showing you not only a black uh, black child, a black family, but they're in the countryside. They're they're land owning people. Yeah, and that completely goes against the perception of what we think of in this country. It's it's, so it's not, yeah, it's not just a little family. It's added it's, into that that sort of psyche of of racism. I think mm. as well. It's not only is it uh, oh, as a black child, you know, it's making us the white people are a minority, but it's thinking it's going against that stereotype of how oh, black people are suddenly in the countryside. Yeah, it's, it's a black middle-class family. Exactly. People feel yeah. threatened by that. People feel threatened yeah. by, feel threatened. Yeah. Yeah. by is, black yeah. people yeah. being successful. I don't think what you're saying is stereotypical there, Stuart, to be fair. Like, the majority of, like, black families in the UK will be in sort of, like, inner-city urban cities, really. Like, whenever yeah. you go to places like the Yorkshire Dales or, like, the Lake District, it's it's predominantly white, so you, there might be something in what you've said there. I never really thought of it like that, but um, yeah, I, don't, just, I don't think you're being stereotypical by saying that the perception of like black people in this country is mainly in the cities because I think that I think that is pretty true. Like whenever you go to these places, it is predominantly white people. So the, I think that what you're saying there, there you've got something in that that people yeah. might that might like trigger these idiots because it's like oh they're in these like like the countryside is ours. Like, at least we can go to the countryside and we can be whitewashed yeah. everywhere. Like uh, yeah, you've got. Yeah. I, never I, thought think, I think there's there's that, there's that sort of um, there's that mindset of, of racist people that think you know I, I live in a in a big city, a big town, but I can go to the countryside and I can be in amongst my own people as such, you know, and and suddenly they think you know there's there's actually black people that can be middle class affluent people as well, mm-hmm. and they feel threatened by that minority. So I think that's that plays a yeah. part into why they feel threatened and why they're coming out with racist views, and that, and that was just one comment that stood out for me when, when reading through the Twitter comments because you knew it was going to be full of all the racist shit that you, that you see. But just that one thing, I thought, you know what? Yeah, actually, that, that's a good point. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't really see it like that. But, and, but it is a very valid point. Yeah, people feel threatened by, you know, what they might regard as like their sort of safe spaces or whatever, um, you know, where they can be away from all this horrible multiculturalism. And now it's being infiltrated <laughs> by, uh, you know, you know what I mean. Though, like, yeah, it's true though as well. Like, I remember, I remember going to um to your dad's Stuart in September, like yeah. 2019 or whatever, 2018, uh, and he lives in like rural Wales, and it's so white. Like, there's no yeah real multiculturalism in the, these kind of places. So, and yeah, I get, I and. I feel like, yeah, living in a sort of rural area is associated with affluence more because, you know, it does 
potentially cost well not in certain cases but it's you know it's, it's sort of these people who have this very sort of you know nice quiet peaceful lifestyle and you know maybe a bit of a life of leasure a bit of a life of luxury um do you know but, what they should do for next year's advert right what just to appease all the gammon right they should just do a so overly dramatic piss say they should do like a fucking 30 stone guy called Dave, who's a bricklayer, kicking his front door off on Christmas morning with like a box of calling. He nuts his missus fucking teeth out, right? And goes, Where's the fucking turkey, you bitch? And then walks in and there's Christmas friends everywhere. There's Union Jacks all over the front room, right? And and that should just be it. And then kids come and yeah, one of them for the kid, because it fucking what wasn't grateful for what it got for Christmas. That's what they should do. Just do that, right? And then they can all fuck off because you've got what you want now. This is Britain. You want to see Britain. Calling, beating up wives, kids screaming that they didn't get what they want, and Union Jacks. There you go, lads. Sorted forever. Brilliant. In fact, every year, whenever... There should be an option on the TV, just like, turn the TV on. As soon as like an advert comes on with anyone black, you can just press the red button and it just changes to that advert. And then they're sorted forever, then, aren't they? No, they are. They are. There's no complaints then. They can just watch it in their fucking racist little homes and they can just love it. And it, everyone's a winner then. Everyone's happy. I, I, I think I think they should go the other way, actually, and do an advert uh, of like a, a, a non, non-binary, um, like a non-binary like guy with a beard, um, non-binary, sorry, non-binary person with a beard, um, you know, who doesn't believe in Jesus or God at all, because that will really rile them. Um, and, you know, who decides that uh, instead of presents for Christmas, uh, giving giving the children presents for Christmas, that they're going to actually uh, house thousands of refugees uh, who have crossed the channel illegally. Um, and I think that would, I think that would do, I think that would, that would send these, these, you know, these racists, it would it would just put them in an early grave. They'd be so shocked. They'd have a heart attack on the spot, and that'd be. But it. all the ki- all the kids are allowed for the Christmas presents is hormone blockers. <laughs> Fuck sake! <laughs> Can you imagine the gammon? They, the heads would just fall. They probably all die. I think they should just go go full full, full like full, full liberal. woke like full more woke. liberal than ever like. Bring migrants into a communist country or something like that. I don't fucking know. Just, just as much as you can do, just go full liberal. You know, burning poppies. You know, literally, just do it. Just do whatever, and it will honestly kill them all off, and we won't have this problem ever again. Christmas Day is just a massive demolition of every church in the country with planning permission <laughs> for a mosque instead. <laughs> <laughs> Just like <laughs> imagine. Oh dear. Right. On the topic of uh, of patriotism, um, we're going to talk a bit about about the poppy and about Remembrance uh, Day. So we've obviously Remembrance Day is on, on when is it Thursday? It's Remembrance Day. Um, so yeah, poppies are a subject of great debate. Um, what they represent is a topic of great debate. Uh, and whether you should wear them or not is apparently a topic of great debate too. So, Liam, what are your thoughts? Firstly, do you wear one? Secondly, what are your general sort of thoughts? Do you really care about the whole poppy debate or you know what it represents, or is it something that's not really of much significance to you? First of all, yes, I do wear one. If I, if I get one, say if I'm in the shop and it's round time, I will buy one. 
Um, my great-grandfather fought in both world wars and fought against fascist Nazi Germany. So that, for me, is what a poppy represents. Um, to me, was fighting against fascism. And basically, what we have a free country today is due to what our ancestors fought for. So, yeah. But my first point that I want to make is, I swear that this, this topic was never even a debate like when I was a kid. Like no one cared. Like if people wanted to wear poppies, people wore poppies. If people didn't want to wear poppies, people didn't wear poppies and no one cared about it. This whole argument to do with people wearing poppies is such a social media. I, I don't even know what the word would be for it. Like like a frenzy. Sort yeah. Of. Like it's since the emergence of social media, it's basically like just giving people platform to just spout shit about it. I mean, if like I've got loads of mates who are Irish, for example, they don't want to wear a poppy. I don't give a shit. Like I fully get that the, the British did horrible things to Irish people and therefore why would they want to wear poppies? Fair enough, I get that. They wouldn't then say to me, well, you're a fucking poppy wearing, but like, like it just doesn't matter to me. Like, if people want to wear them, great, wear them. I personally would wear one. If you don't want to wear them, don't wear them. And it's such a, that's what the word is looking for. It's a social media phenomenon, all this, people hating on poppies so then you get like all these people sticking up for it and it's like, why does everyone care? Why don't you, if your opinion is like, if you're going to say something that's like offensive towards poppies and like out on, on Twitter, you fully expect the shit that you're going to get off people. That's fine. But equally so, if you're going to start posting things about poppies and then having digs at Irish people for not wearing it, and then you get a load of shit on social media, again, what do you expect? I think people should just fucking learn to just respect that other people want to commemorate remembrance in, in a different way. I mean, like I'm quite clearly not some massive gammon who walks around with a Union Jack T-shirt on, where like, or... goes and salutes a fucking cenotaph every time I walk past it. I'm not that person. But what it means to me is just remembering people who fought in the Second World War. I know that it people it's, it's been fueled like the right wing have fueled it a lot more and basically making it out like it's this massive symbol and saying, oh, it's not political, it's not political. It is political. Like if you if you're wearing a symbol that represents war, that war is political, so therefore it is political. So I don't accept that argument. It's like, oh it's not political, so everyone should just wear it. That's bullshit. That's that's not right. But yeah, I feel like it is just blown out of proportion from both sides, really, not just from one or the other. Like it's, it's like every every year. I mean, I'm glad that you come on because you are a Celtic fan. So um, I wanted to ask you about this. Like every year, without fail, the Celtic fans boo it, like boo the trumpets and all that. And it, like I do think that's a bit out of order, just because it's like e even if you have that opinion, you've surely got to respect the fact that you're in the UK. Like booing booing soldiers and stuff, it, it's a bit naughty. But then again. I don't know. Like, I, I just don't really care that much about what other people's opinions on it are. It, to be fair, that's kind of my, my mantra for everything. I don't really care what other people's opinions are on things. As long as like, do you know what I mean? I just don't. Yeah. Um, I've got my beliefs and I, I believe what is right is right and other people are fucking wrong. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so Stuart, you're going to be fucking wrong. Uh, let's see what you've got to say. No, by all means, <laughs> I, I, I would love to hear your opinion on it. Like, I'm actually glad that he's got you on this week as a Celtic fan and that because it makes me good uh, debate. I, 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 do, I do agree with what you said. You know, it is about a personal choice in the day and people do have their own opinions on why they want to wear one or they don't want to wear one. That's fair enough, you know. I personally don't wear one because I, I don't believe in it, but people do. And I respect the fact that, that they do believe in it. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, we have seen a lot of uh, pop has being politicised in the last few years, especially from, from the right wing and how they've tried to sort of hijack it in a way of, of, from, from what I think of it. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, this was never a debate years ago, but suddenly, yeah, like you, you summed up well, it is a social media phenomenon because suddenly it's like anyone on social media has got an opinion either way. And as soon as they say that, they get all the backlash that comes with it. And it's, it's a bit similar to what we were talking about earlier with um, the whole sort of subtle racism argument where people say things on social media because they're not actually going out and saying that to somebody in person. So it doesn't, they can say whatever they want basically and get away with it because they just close the computer screen afterwards. And, you know, that, that's kind of how the popular debate has gone, I think, the last few years. And, yeah, you know, I, I support a football club that uh, is openly against the poppy, that booze minute silence, because um, it hasn't openly um, allegiances to, to left wing and, you know, to Ireland and that sort of thing. But, yeah, and, and like you said, it's, it's, I, I find it disrespectful that, that booze during minute silence do happen because... It happens every year. We know it. We know it does. Um, and you know there, there were there was many many Celtic players in the past that fought in both world wars. You know who who were who were British from you know there was Scottish people fighting fighting for Britain. And we have to respect the fact. You know, I don't want to go into too much history of it, but you know, it founded on Irish roots in Britain. You know, we're a British club at the end of the day. So we have to re- respect the culture of Britain, of Scotland, uh, in the United Kingdom. And uh, I think a lot of that, you know, the, the generation of fans we have now, you know, the vast majority were born and bred in, in Glasgow, in Scotland, are British people. And they, however they see the nationality is up to them, whether they're nationalist or not. But technically, legally, they're, they're British people. Um, and yeah, I know with, with they, they like to have this sort of allegiance to uh, to Ireland and and I understand that I respect that you know because the atrocities the British did in, in Ireland you know that that, sh- that should be forgotten um, but there are certain things that you have to show respect for and you have to show tolerance for where your opinion is uh, different to somebody else's but you've got to respect it and you've got to respect the majority um, yeah and then that goes the other, the other way as well where you've got these people that that uh, shouldn't enforce it and other people to try and wear the poppy um, you know, I think when uh, it, it seems to be one of these things now that's kind of been blown out, blown out of proportion, where it's not just about having a poppy that you pin to to your chest. You know, you, you see cars driving down the road with a, a poppy in the front of it. You see mascots at football games that uh, are head to toe in, in poppy outfits. And, you know, these things where, like, um, I don't know what you call them, the, the big, like, tube things where they're sort of blown around poppies and like they get on American game shows with the, with the money sort of thing. What's that about? You know, what meaning is that behind it? And it's like people are just trying to outdo each other in terms of, of their remembrance. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm more patriotic than you or, you know, I, I'm showing more remembrance than what, what you are. But it's, it's not what you said, Liam. You know, it's, it's a personal thing. You know, it shouldn't be about I have to show it to everyone. It should be it mean what it means to me personally, whether I, whether I believe, believe in a poppy or not is it's my own personal choice. And we moved away a lot from that, I think, in the last few years to the debates that we are having now and what we've seen through social media. Um, but whether that's going to change, because, you know, it, it must be early, mid to early November because we're having these debates and November next year, these debates are going to come around again. And it's just going to be the same thing every year. Um, whether that changes or not, I don't know. But yeah, it's just uh, again, it's one of these things where people have different opinions on on it, and they've got to show it, and they've got to try and force it on other people for whatever reason. Yeah, it's like it's my, the best way to compare it would be say if like 
I don't know. I know that Bobby Sands is obviously like a massive um, like sort of figurehead for like Irish republicanism. Um, I don't know if they do they have like memorants for him every year. Do they like for his birthday or something? The only way that I could compare it is say if there was like, I don't know, a memorial for Bobby Sands going on and a bunch of fucking pissed off Brits turned up there and started booing and just acting like arseholes. And it's like quite clearly they are like the polar opposite of each other. But if you did that, I just find it disrespectful that you're doing that when people are trying to respect something, like even though if you don't, if, even if you don't agree with it, you don't have to go the extra mile and not like, actively try and disrespect something. That's the way that I look at it, really. With that, um, yeah, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? Like I say, I'm I'm not some huge, massive like nationalist. I w- I would say I'm patriotic to a certain extent. I'm not like as patriotic as other people, but I, I am. I would consider myself slightly patriotic. Um, and yeah, I would wear a poppy, but yeah, like you say, it's it's like it's got, got to a point now where it's like I'm going to tattoo a poppy on my forehead just to show everyone yeah. how much of a patriot I am. And it's like, why? Like you can you can remember people without having to like show everyone how much you care. It's it's just like it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Like that people feel the need to try and show how much they care about it because it's, it makes you think, do you even care that much at all? Or are you just trying to make other people think that you care about it? Like I know myself that I, when I, when we have the minute silence, or whatever, I think about the war, like World War II, like about my, like what, what my great granddad fought against. That's what I think about. I don't think, oh, I'm going to go and sellotape poppies to every inch of my t-shirt. They're not like, it's just so stupid. And I feel like, the whole poppy meaning has just been deflected. And like you say, it's been hijacked by the right wing where it's like, like everything else, it's being used as a symbol now of like mass patriotism when that wasn't really what it was about. It's about remembering the people who fought for us to have freedom. It's not about being some huge patriot. Like that's not what it's about. And it's sort of been lost now. Um, And yeah, like like I said, every year it's the same argument now. Oh, the Celtic fans have done this and everyone kicks off about it. And then everyone gets as many poppies as they can out. And it's, and then it's just a juggle between two. Just in my in my opinion, both both things are just a bit too much. Like there's there's just no need for either. Like why don't people just let each other do what they want and memorize like remember people how they want to? It's, yeah, it's all it's always the same thing. It's always Celtic gets mentioned and James McLean. And those are those are the two things that get mentioned every this time every year when it gets to remembrance time with, oh, why is Jason McLean wearing a poppy? You know, why, why is he turning the other way when, when there's a, a minute silence and that? And I think a lot of that as well is that uh, there's a lot of ignorance from, from British people towards Ireland as well. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't understand what happened in Ireland and what the, what the empire was capable of and what they'd done. Um, and, yeah, that, that plays into a lot of it as well, is, is the fact that we've... Um, you, you could have a massive debate about it, but, you know, British history... You don't look at what what happened. Um, it was all like the greatness of, of winning the world wars and stopping fascism. Yeah, of course, you know that's why we that's originally why we had the poppy to commemorate that. And you know a lot of it then has moved on from then to say, oh, what about you know uh, the wars in in Northern Ireland? What about the the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq? Yeah. You know, it's all, all very politicised um, since then, and and that's meant to come into the wider meaning of the poppy as well. And it's it, and in that in that sense, it's also lost what the original meaning was meant to be. And yeah, that, that's there's a lot of a uh, lot of things that come into it that a lot of people don't think about. You know, why is he not wearing a poppy? But he's there's so many personal reasons for not wearing a poppy. A lot of people just don't think about. 
Yes, yeah. You, you, you bang on, like, yeah, the, you are right with the poppy. It does mean, like, Iraq and Ireland and all these other places. But it's it comes down to interpretation, really. The way that I interpret it isn't because I'm quite, obviously, I, I'm pretty brushed up on my history. I know about all these things. I've studied them. So the poppy to me doesn't mean, oh, yeah, the troubles in Ireland or it doesn't mean the illegal war in Iraq. That's not what it means to me. It's the way that you interpret it yourself. And going back to what you said about James McLean then, no one ever bats an eyelid that Nemanja Matic doesn't wear a poppy. No one ever says anything about it. Yeah. It's yeah. not even like most people probably don't even know that he doesn't wear a poppy <laughs> because the media aren't like, he's not wearing it because James McLean's from Ireland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, oh, well, let's pick on him. Let's like make him a scapegoat. Like, to be fair, James McLean is a bit of a bell end, but not because he's Irish, just because he's a bit of a bell end. But it, like, the, the, the way that the media portray him is that he's this England head. Well, he accepts the note with the Queen's head on it. It's like, yeah, but so does Nabanya Matic. He doesn't wear a poppy. He's yeah, a, yeah. And it's because of the um, the Yugoslavian war with it. Mm. Um, and to be fair, in that, Serbia were the cunts. Like, Serbia were, like documented <laughs> that they were the cunts. Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't wear the poppy because for some reason he's got a beef of England. If anything, what's he got a beef about? You were the ones <laughs> that were sweeping across Eastern Europe, raping and killing Muslims and slamming them in camps for no reason other than, <laughs> other than the fact that you were genocidal maniacs. And you've got a problem with us. But James McLean, whose like, family got killed by British troops, you've got a problem with, with that. Like... Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's, come on, lads. A bit of bit of realism needs to be brought into play, it, surely. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the thing, the thing is, like, play, if you if you said sorry, if, if you said to to someone, "Oh, James McLean's not wearing a poppy because he's Irish," and uh, you know, and they and they go, "Oh, because of um, you know, all all the pe- people that were killed in in Derry," and they won't have a clue what you're talking about. Same yeah. if you said, "Oh, Nemanja Matic uh, is not wearing one because of the Yugoslavian wars," and we go. What's, what's the Yugoslavian wars? You know, a lot, there's just so much ignorance around it that people don't don't understand the reasons why that some people don't want to wear the poppy. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that, isn't it? Really. Um, <clears throat> I think. Yeah, I think you 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 two have summed up the debate very very nicely. Um, it's about it's about choice, and I I think it is there is definitely a case of people trying to uh, you know out poppy each other if that's a, that's a word we can use. You know, like you say plastering them everywhere getting them tattooed on their fucking back or whatever um personally i i i do wear one but again it means different things to different people and i completely understand why someone like james mclean wouldn't want to wear a poppy because why would you want to wear a symbol or which to you represents the people who in your hometown killed innocent people 100 percent get that um and yeah, it's, it is, it's a choice. And I'm bored of the whole argument about it, to be honest. Like, that is I th- it's similar to what, you know, the whole um, argument earlier about like corruption and stuff. I'm, but I, I get so bored every year when the poppy argument comes up and people go, uh, oh, these uh, bloody Irish people who uh, hate the poppy. Oh, they're, they're trying so hard to be edgy or something like that. They're not trying to be edgy. It's a political stance. If you actually did took five minutes to research into why uh, Irish people refuse to wear a poppy, then you'd probably understand it. Because like I just said, why would you want to wear a, a symbol that to you represents a group, uh, as in the British Army, who have killed innocent people in your country? That's completely fair enough. But like I said, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that because I'm not Irish. If I was Irish, I'd probably think a different... A, a different way obviously um but yeah it's just freedom of choice to be honest i don't really care if people decide 
to wear a proper. I don't care if you want to, to be honest. I don't care if you don't want to. Do what you want. And the thing that really gets me about it is certain people on like the right who uh, I, I I think I tweeted this. Certain people on the right who have quite rightly been calling for freedom of choice throughout the last 18 months of you know lockdown restrictions and things like that. Uh, especially on the one example I used was the freedom of choice to wear a mask, which is now freedom of choice. If you want to wear a mask, crack on. If you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to because it's not it's freedom of choice. They they've they've been happy for that to be a thing, but as soon as it comes to poppies, if you don't wear one, suddenly you're horribly unpatriotic. Unpatriotic, you know, you, you hate Britain, you hate all our values, you hate our fallen troops, you hate veterans, you want all the homeless veterans to freeze to death in London, like all this shit. And it just, it's just a pure contradiction. You can't advocate for freedom and freedom of choice in some aspects, as in wearing a mask, again, rightly so. But then also, as soon as someone doesn't do something that you want them to do, you can't then go, oh, well, you should be wearing a poppy. Just, you know what I mean? Because, it, it, like I said, it means different things to different people, but you guys have summed it up quite, quite nicely. Um, I'll be glad, honestly, when... Thursday is over because then that means the the poppy debate is laid to rest for another another year uh, until until we dust off the uh, until we dust off our Twitter accounts and start calling people horrible for you know not wearing one. Um, but we're gonna finish with, and I'm, we're not gonna do we're gonna drop fake news. I'm 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 sorry to uh, to say. I'm glad that. Are you? I was, I was ready for that, yeah. Were you? I, oh, I listened to it every week and I thought, oh, you know what, I can get, I can get this right. But yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just running out, to be honest, of fake newses. Um, but we're going to do the worst take of the week. So I don't know whether you want to open this up. I mean, if, if you guys got a worst take of the week or if you... Because I was originally just planning to do one, but I'm more than, more than happy to do multiple if you've like taken time to find one. Have you, have you just got one, or have you? Are you just? I, do you want to just do? I don't my, have one. That's fine. I'll just do my. I'll do mine. It's all. It is about the poppy, actually. Weirdly enough. So I said we're going to stop talking about poppy, but we're not. Uh, worst take of the week. So we're going to do an award for this every single week. It comes from Scott Benson, MP. Um, he's Blackpool North. Then he's Blackpool South. Blackpool South. Sorry, yeah. It's Blackpool oh. South. So. There was a um, there was a tweet he put up uh, of him saying supporting the poppy appeal with uh, some sort of bike ride that he was doing. It was on a exercise bike, but the exercise bike had a massive poppy on the front of it. Someone replied, "A poppy bike? What is wrong with this country?" Ha ha ha. Um, again, sort of goes back to what we were saying about people trying to out poppy each other. Um, he replied unpatriotic lefties who poke fun at the poppy appeal would be top of my list of what's wrong with this country. So that's the worst take of the week, but it's compounded as the worst take of the week by what someone responded to it with. And someone responded to it with, with the children's quotes from, you know, channel four documentaries where they do about like these starving children. Mm. Uh, And one of them was like, we try not to eat a lot in one day. That, that particular one. So I just thought that was a very, a very, 
It was a it's a terrible take compounded by a fantastic response. Um, yeah, we try not to eat a lot in one day. You know, starving children essentially. But apparently, unpatriotic lefties who poke fun at the poppy appeal are worse. Is the main issue with this country not not children who can't afford to eat and families who can't afford to put food on the fucking table. So. Scott Benton, MP, congratulations. You win the award this week for the worst take of the week. Um, I'll be tweeting these every week. I'll, I'll put them up. I'll screenshot the tweets as well because I feel like some of them are going to be that bad that they might end up deleting them. Um, but, yeah, we'll wrap it up there, I think. Um, thank you for joining us, Stuart. Have you enjoyed, enjoy, enjoyed your time? I have, yeah, it's been good. Thanks for having me on. No problem. No worries. And you, Liam, all good? All good, mate. All good. Always, always. Thank you very, very much for listening. We appreciate all your support. Uh, please do get in touch with our social medias. We are at Partner Politics on Twitter, Instagram, or on TikTok. We've got a website, www.partnerpolitics.wordpress.com. Um, we're going to do a big, big, fat episode at the end of the year. Um, stay tuned for that. We've got episode 50 coming up. Might do something special for that. We need to sort of plan that, I think. Um, but yeah, thank you for all your support. Oh, and also, I should have mentioned this. Um, we're doing, me and Sam are doing a little 200K for November challenge. Um, basically, we're trying to run 200K between us. I'm going to run more than him because he's a fat bastard. Um, but we're running it for the uh, raising money for Calm, which is a mental health charity campaign against living miserably. All voices fucked today miserable voice i know miserable voice <clears throat> the campaign against living miserably um which is basically uh a like a mental health charity they have a 24-hour hotline um and they're yeah really good cause so go and donate i'll put the links in all our social medias and shit i've been plugging it so much um <clears throat> so yeah please donate if you can if it's a quid 50p tenner whatever um get behind it because it's uh, it's going to a good cause and you know i'm i'm gonna hopefully lose a bit of weight so get get rid of that beer you lose any more weight mate you'll blow away with a gust of wind <laughs> you're like a toothpick anyway <laughs> so we're raising money for a mental health charity um <laughs> whilst getting abused online whilst getting abused online uh brilliant but yeah so get involved with that get involved with socials get involved with literally everything um, show us to your nan she'll love us um, unless she's dead then she probably won't but thank you very much for listening we'll be back again next week um, but until then take care